Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Voice Bark Live. I am, as always, your host, Nick, followed by your host in the Big Apple, AJ, and your host in rural Idaho, AJ. AJ. Ben's, Ben's in the Big Apple. Big Apple. We teleported. You didn't know about this? Come on, man. Well, you know what's funny? Hyperloop. Ben's, ha- Ben's had a glass of uh, Ben has had a glass of wine. I have not. Hey? I've been drinking water all day. Okay, maybe a bottle of wine, and I get the cities mixed up. What the hell's going on here? You've been all ar- across this country, my man. You, but you know that's that's probably why. That's probably yeah, why. You've if, been here. You've been there. You're like, we're, we're, you don't know if you're coming or going. I mean, it's been one of those days. It's one of those weeks. It you has know? been. I'm sure. Seasonal depression. It's a real thing, and it's kicking in. It's a um, real thing. So anyhow, we have an exciting show tonight for everybody. We have the doctor, Joan. Fill me in, Ben. Back me up. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Dr. Joan Pollitter-Bajoric. Bajoric. I always get the middle name mixed up, and I will apologize to her and be very gracious, uh, and hopefully she'll forgive me. So with that being said, we do have... Um, we do got some uh, news to share uh, before we go ahead and bring Joan on, uh, Dr. Joan. And um, we were going to have two guests tonight, uh, but Amy Carlson couldn't make it. Amy is the toxin terminator, and right. she does and she does a lot of uh, a lot of things as far as like healing and stuff like that, and wanting to get toxins out of the body. So um, I need some toxins I, out of my body right now. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was one of the reasons why I wanted to get her on and um, and uh, and talk to her because, again, she's another person who really didn't have any sort of, like, uh, way into the voice world. And, and she embraced it, and she said, I want to make that part of my business model. I want to make that yeah. part of my brand. So it's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring her into the fold and talk to her. Hopefully, we'll be able to get her onto a show a little bit later on in the year. So, yeah, it's a great name. It's easy to say. So, no. Amy Carlson. Oh, the toxic, toxin, toxin Terminator. Terminator. Yeah. I, I, I had so many one-liners ready to go on standby. I'll be back. <laughs> Hold, on be him, back. Hold on to him, man. Hold on to him. Hold on to him. Just just keep filling the bank up. All right. So, <laughs> so Ben, do you got any news for this week? Uh, I just want to highlight uh, someone that's probably having a pretty awesome week. Uh, Dennis Crowley uh, from Foursquare. Um, one, he was on Jeopardy this week, which was pretty sweet, meaning he was actually not a contestant, but he, ha- he was one of the answers. So I thought that was really cool. He's a really great guy. Um, and then second uh, for him is uh, the launch of Marsbot this uh, AR voice kind of experience for AirPods. So hmm. the concept is you walk down the street, you're, you're getting this information of cool things that are around you, um, which at first might be a little bit much maybe, you know, instead of like looking at the four square map or looking at the swarm map or anything like that, where you have a plethora of things you might you that are on the map. Hopefully, and I, I'm wondering if they're thinking about this in the future, that they can, you know, cater that, you know, maybe they have a little bit of AI in it. Like you get to learn like things that you like. I love cheeseburgers and I love wine and I love these things. So if I'm walking down the street, I could hear those little bits of information in, in my ear, ear, ear AirPods uh, to say, hey, check this place out. This place is great. Uh, here's some reviews about it. Cool. And then you kind of have that full kind of experience. Again, separating yourself from looking at the screen and you're just enjoying your 
city walk or experience in the city. So I think uh, that's that's my little bit of news for the week. Uh, Dennis Crowley and the Foursquare team definitely having a pretty sweet week um, with with those two things. So how do folks get it? They have to have uh, Apple. Air- yeah, I think. Right. Yeah, they. Yep, yep. Apple AirPods. Yep. Does it work with, uh, is it new AirPods or is it an app that works with your existing AirPods? There is an app. Um, you know what? I, I don't know, but I'll find some more intel and uh, share it with everyone here. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll find that info. I also thought it was interesting that Amazon says that during Prime Day that third-party sellers made more than $3.5 billion. They say, uh, according to CNBC, the Amazon uh, said the small and mid-sized businesses that sell on its marketplace made more than $3.5 billion during Prime Day. 60% increase from last year. That's Jeez. incredible. That's incredible. You know, there's always this debate like, oh, Amazon, this big conglomerate, this, that, and the third. I always view it kind of, I mean, it's a marketplace. It, it allows these small businesses to kind of get up and running. I mean, obviously we talk a lot about AWS here, but even if you're just a, um, you know, a good seller, you know, it, it, it allows you to kind of get up and running pretty quickly. And then obviously you have all the other kind of facets to it. I'm sure they're, they're making a couple bucks here and there on it. But at the same time, it's like this is really a great way for, you know, those small businesses to kind of get up and running. Right. Yeah. And then uh, shout out to Steve Austin from Box Protocol. He was beta testing his uh, deal maker. Yep. Nice. And I share he had some good uh, couple it's six figures. I think he said he saved that's on the consumer facing side saving money so steve reach back out to us let's talk about it that sounds very cool i hope your uh, stress test on a prime day which is a cringy day to do a stress test but (laughs) (laughs) if it's going to survive that day right yeah (laughs) if if it's going to survive prime day you'll be fine i mean black Uh, friday's coming up should probably have another pretty sweet day on that day too i'm sure right heck yeah all right so with that being said, we have to talk about the talk socket. Now, one of the things that I wanted to bring up because I was going ahead and I was actually looking at um, at their campaign uh, that they have on their website for uh, Indiegogo is this model right here. And I think this kind of says it all. So without talk socket, you unlock your phone, you launch the, the Amazon uh, A-Lady app if not already opened, then you got to tap the button, then you got to say the command, and then she answers and handles, right? With mm-hmm. TalkSocket, you say, hey, A-Lady, or hey, Google, and you're ready to go. And it can go anywhere where you take your phone. The other thing that I saw on here, at <laughs> work, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. I love that idea, though. Like, can you imagine handing that to a barista at Starbucks being like, hey, here's my uh, what do they call those koozies? Like, here's my can koozie. Flur up, you know, and then I don't know. That that, that looks like Coach Ditka right there. I think, man, he's got that. He's got (laughs) he's got that. I just can't can't believe that. How crazy is that, though? Right. So um, but anyhow, talk socket. Go ahead. I was going to ask. They work with actions as well. I forgot about that. They they they're they're trying to be um, voice they're trying agnostic. Trying to be it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I think it's great. And uh, like I said, uh, I would encourage everybody to go over to their site. That is talksocket.com. Check them out on Indiegogo, and hear about some of the interesting things that they are doing. All right. So we had a little bit of homework today. 
um, or this week. And one of the skills that I really wanted to talk about because I just wanted to go ahead and just hammer it out there as much as I could is Journey 3000. It is an interactive audio adventure. And I have the quick link that's up right now. But it's made by SpeechCloud. SpeechCloud is out of the Netherlands. And what they did nice. was they took a series of books from 19, or, you know, the 1980s, early 90s, choose your own adventure books, and they made those into an Alexa skill. And this is Journey to the Year 3000 is the book, but this is the skill that accompanies that book. And I'm going to tell you something. It's the only skill, and I can say this, where I was... I was actually like, I got to keep going. I got to keep mm -hmm. going. I got to keep going. AJ, can you back me up on this one? I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I kind of like when you were telling me about it, you're like, this is the one that I'm kind of addicted to. It's like Pringles chips, man. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, right. Sure. Sure. So uh, sure enough, when I was, I play, I ended up playing for like 25, 30 minutes and I just was getting caught up in the story and I loved it. You know, I thought it was great. It was a definitely, I, I want to say that this is definitely one for the car. We were even talking about this would make a great uh, commercial for Alexa. Because if you had a car, you know, kids, family gets, you know, there's smart, savvy family. They get in a long drive. Everybody turns off their devices and activates Journey 3000 and they're driving. Something everybody can play along with and you can have a good time. And it shows that Alexa could be the center of attention for an entire family. I definitely yeah. think this is one that you, you can play um, with family. Um, holidays are coming up. So if you've got a couple hours to kill after Thanksgiving dinner, <laughs> you wanna do something wholesome and healthy with the family? Try do this. Alexa, activate, right. enable Journey 3000. Mm -hmm. time. Yep. Now, Ben, did you, did you give it a try? I actually, well, my howling dog ate my homework, if you know what I mean, this week. So I apologize, guys. Uh, but Nick, you, you mentioned you got a chance to talk with the, uh, the, the creator of this, right? I did. We met. Um, he, I, I, asked, I asked him, I'm like, hey, do you want to schedule an appointment? We could bullshit a little bit about this thing. He's like, yeah. dude, what about now? And I'm like, okay, cool. So <laughs> let's get uh, to it. So I, uh, I, I, uh, we did a Zoom call, me and Christian, and um, he, uh, he's cool. Uh, we were talking about the process that he went through and, and how they actually built this thing and the person who did the voice acting. Yeah, do you remember that guy's name? I do not. Good. I definitely felt like was I was good. listening to a, a good audiobook, like a Stephen King-level audiobook with his performance. Now, I'm going to tell you two things. Now, here's some developer tips for anybody out there who's creating skills. Two things that got me to come back to this skill. And, and I think this is going to work out for retention. It should be a model for retention. Percentage complete of the skill mm. and a reminder of how many actual um, outcomes. endings, outcomes that you have gotten. I got all 32 endings. And then, yeah, I, I told you, man, all 32 endings and then 92% of the story complete. And... I loved it. I thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. I that's a super like, fun gamification way. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and and you got to do it. I think that's I think that's what you got to do. You have to entice people to want to come back. You have to give them a purpose. My only my only criticism was to and I gave him this idea was to go on to someplace like Pixel or Pexel or something and download some free 
um, some free background images and then mm-hmm. just spice it up a little bit, especially for the display devices. There's, there's like nothing going on there, but, um, hell of a good game, you know, and, and you finally, if you play your cards right, you get to beat good old sticks, more eye. So, yeah, uh, sticks more eye. good old sticks, more eye. He's in charge of the, uh, the entire planet. He'll be coming yeah. after you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that was, that was journey 3000. So if everybody can, if and now here's the cool thing, here's the cool thing that Christian did. So he went ahead and he got the URL www.journey3000.com. If you type that in, you go to the quick links page for the actual skill and you can just fire it up on whatever devices you have. And as you can see on the screen, for those who are watching the live screen, um, here's all my devices. So please don't hack me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But anyhow, you just uh, tap it or you can get a notification to try it later. And then she'll remind you to try to try the skill later. Um, Also, play with your talk socket too. Yes. Play with your talk socket. Oh, man. You could be on a hike playing Journey 3000. Yep. Talking into your latte. Your pumpkin yep. spice. That's correct. Your latte. <laughs> so Is that guy talking to his latte? What's he doing? Oh, yeah, what exact, what, <laughs> what the hell's going on over here? Somebody needs to call somebody. Weird. What? Okay, so. I think that latte is um, talking back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so real quick, I, I know we've been pumping this out on Facebook and stuff, but I don't know if a lot of people are fully aware. We are doing a giveaway. It is a four Wi-Fi plug giveaway. Uh, so if you want to, in the show notes and in the description, you will see a um, a link that takes you to our contest page. You fill out a quick form, and then you are entered to win this free prize. And uh, it is for Wi-Fi plugs. Now, this will actually be given away on our next week's show, which is our Halloween episode. So keep that in mind. Um, mm-hmm. And AJ's costume is going to impress. So I just want to let, let everybody know that. Maybe we should tell our guests to uh, put a costume on. Send them a yeah. If you want to, it's no uh, problem. Right. Yeah. Or, you yeah. know what I'm thinking? What? You know what I'm thinking? Take a photo of you, you and your costume, and then hashtag voice spark with it. Show us what you got, you know? Oh, yeah. I like it. Hashtag voice spark. All right. So we've been going at it, going at this banner for about 15 minutes. Does anybody else have anything before we bring on our guest? No. No. <laughs> well, first thing you ask her how to pronounce her name so that we get it right, right off the bat. No, I know how yeah. to say it, man. I screwed up. I I pulled, you know who I pulled? The John Travolta, whenever he was giving that thing to Adida Manzel and a couple years ago. <laughs> and he's like, Aziza Zalal. And, you know, he was, you know, so I screwed that up. That's my bad. And I'll take the hit for it. But anyhow, let's go ahead. We will bring in um, the doctor, Dr. Joan. And here we go. Dr. Joan, I thank you very much uh, for joining us, and um, I humbly apologize for freezing on your name. Um, like I said, uh, I'm going to blame it on the rain, and uh, I, uh, I, 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 I'm It's sorry. the first time it's ever happened, you know, with a name like that, you know. Yeah. Oh, man. 
yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's Joan Palmer Bajoric. It's like palm and budge. I make jokes about moving our field forward. Um, here, this lighting is, is it as dark? Y'all got me in the evening. Why are we doing it so late? Um, <laughs> it's just dark. It's here. a late night owl, a, a little bit. <laughs> what, you know what? I, I've got, um, the reason why we do do it late is because I got two kids and they are absolutely crazy and they would be chomping it and chewing at my ankles and stuff. Oh, I need a cookie. Ah. <laughs> so we schedule it for, for nine o'clock on the East coast. But you look um, great. Yeah. Oh, you look great. Uh, Lighting's thank fine. You. Thanks. Fine. Oh. I'm not going to turn on much brighter. It'll mess with my sleep schedule. But um, All right, anyway, let, let me know if you can see me. Okay, yeah. Blue on blue. <laughs> it's a little palmeter. Good. Palmeter. Palmeter. Yeah. And then uh, the last name. Bajoric? Bajoric. Bajoric. Yep. Okay. Like Budge. Yep, right. I know it looks. Budge. Ah, yeah. Budge Bajoric. I know you see. Everyone's like, no, there's a J. Don't, no, no, not a J. What's between vowels. Palm, like palm. Palmeter Bajoric. Ah, okay. So you use your palm to budge. That's good. Thanks. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Joan, I, I, or Dr. Joan? Joan Dr. is great. Really, Joan's really. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so, Joan, real quick, I, I just want to say thanks again for coming on. Um, yeah. Whenever whenever I saw your post on LinkedIn, I thought, you know what? Hey, let's strike while the iron's hot. Let's see if she'd come on and hang out with us and just BS. We really don't have a structure to any of these things. We kind of just uh, go getting with the flow. Yeah, mm -hmm. sort of like a getting to know you type thing. And one of the reasons why we wanted to bring you on is because you are the CEO and founder of Women in Voice which I think is something that's awesome. I listened to your interview with uh, Brett Katsilla on the uh, voicebot.io podcast uh, or .ai or .io podcast. And uh, Brett's a good guy and he runs a good show over there. So I figured, man, I gotta, we got to get her on. So whenever that happened, uh, I reached out, you reached back and, and you know, that was cool. So um, women in voice where did that come from mm. women in voice was actually a mistake i had not meant to make it um yeah i or that's that's what i usually say i say like i made it by accident i lead it by just like by intention today um and people are like you're the founder like you look like you should could, could, could go back to high school um but no i am the founder um Women in Voice, International Empowerment Organization for Women and Diverse People. We have 15 chapters, nine countries, foreign beta. I'm the CEO and founder. Um, Women in Voice came actually after I spoke at Voice Summit 2018, if anyone mm. attended. It was yeah. phenomenal. Um, but I also went home being like, there weren't many women. There was a lot of mm. keynotes back to back that looked like the same people, um, smart, talented folks. But like, I was like, where are my people? Like I was interviewing at tech companies and I was going to join the field. And I was like, I can't normalize this. Like I am complicit if I don't do something. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I went home, launched Women in Voice mostly as like a, like, like I was saying, like an accident. I was like, sure, yeah. I'll launch something called Women in Voice and I'll open up leadership positions. Um, and like 27 people signed up from That's all cool. around right. the world. Yeah, That's you know, awesome. when you get traction like that, and you're like, oh, maybe I'm not alone. Like, wait a minute. And then scaled so fast. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's, uh, 
I think it's really cool, you know, and especially how the those accidents just sort of happen. Like, uh, mm-hmm. it reminds me of, uh, you know, how um, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak hooked up and, you know, uh, and, st- and started Apple. Because um, I'm kind of a big Apple fanboy as far as history goes. But, um, yeah, you know, it's funny how those things happen. They just have a way of working themselves out. And what will be, will be. That's what I always say. Well- I heard recently that um, that when you have a, a new idea, sometimes you give yourself too much time. Like you, you say to yourself, oh, give myself six months to see if this is going to be a good idea. And they were, they were talking about how, well, no, when you have a good idea, it was a good idea when you had it. You just, you know, you find out very early on that it was a good idea. And I think it's pretty amazing that you followed your um your instinct in in terms of that. That was your response, a positive response to uh make a change and to call out to other individuals and congratulations on having that many people respond right there were you excited yeah. when you Thank saw you. that kind of like yeah it, no i totally didn't expect it i was like maybe six of my friends you know yeah. you've started something dinky right like please would anyone sign up right. um and there are people from big tech companies you know you know and i was like oh okay um yeah. and then one of them ended up being my coo who you know We've worked together for over two years now, and she's phenomenal, um, based in New Zealand. But, you know, just, like, how things are organically go. Are you talking about Jenny? Jenny Stenhouse? Yep. yep. Yeah. Do, okay. do you know her? Well, I don't I don't know her, um, but I know I can make that her. intro. <laughs> yep. I, I, know, I know of her, and, um, you know, I'm a fan of her work. Me and the guys were... We're looking over the website. What we do here is we actually LinkedIn stalk you. You know how like there's Facebook stalking? Oh, <laughs> so we link we link in stalk you. So we find out who your connections are and then who their connections are and then, you know, what your accolades are, and then we try to roll that in the one. All uh, right. as as far as part of the interview. It, it's worked out good so far, you know. <laughs> I appreciate um, someone doing some back background checks. It's good stuff. <laughs> hey, so but, how did you feel when you first got the you started the conversation rolling? with those first few folks did, was it, did it feel very natural uh did you did you expect to be in a leadership position and did it come out across naturally did it follow naturally um with mm-hmm. with your reaction to the response i think i just hadn't planned to or like some people i feel like they're like ready to start a company they're ready to start something and they like they have all this plan for it and yeah. i was just like oops a lot of people signed up Oops, a lot of people like this. Like, oh, we're yeah. starting chapters internationally. 200 people sign up for this event in Madrid. Like, okay. And then um, I feel like just getting pushed to be like, you need to be fancier. You need to do this faster, faster. I was like, do you realize we're really dinky? Like behind the scenes, you know, I'm sure you feel this too sometimes. Like we're ducks paddling so fast. I'm glad you think we look so fancy, but like, let's be real. <laughs> that was actually going on under the hood. Um, so I'm... Jenny is a powerhouse. I feel like I'm the face. She doesn't like doing a lot of public speaking. I'm the face and she's like the muscle <laughs> behind nice. me um, most of the time. And like we do women in voice mostly for fun. Like we right. kind of have to in our field, but uh, she's a big speed developer. She works in haptics. Oh, she's, yeah. she's brilliant. She's brilliant. And we love riffing on the technical work. Cause I'm a, you know, I'm a researcher. I'm a linguist. Like in theory, I'm hiding in R and D land and no one knows I exist. I just mm-hmm. happen to do women and voice stuff. And so people put me on CES stages, you know, like it feels, right. um, it's been an identity weirdness <laughs> recently. Yeah. 
well, yeah, you know, so what's taking those steps, did you, uh, did you feel uh, that you got a lot of support right off the bat from the folks that joined you? Like, were you feeling that love and that confidence boost? And, you know, because I know when you're planning something, you you think to yourself, uh, you start setting these things that you have to do and you feel like things that you should do and whatnot. And uh, I don't like those thoughts because it can become kind of oppressive. But when they happen organically with the group and then you're kind of coming to those conclusions together, it really feels really wonderful. That's what I've experienced with these guys. I'm wondering if you've got some of that experience. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the great things right now about Women of Voice is we are 100% volunteer run. So there's no necessarily monetary incentive other than, you know, your career goes up a lot. But like people are there because they care. People yeah. put up their hand and say, I have this idea. Could I go with this? Who would join me? And that's we live in circles and we come like our it's just it's a really creative, energetic space. Like I leave our meetings being like, whoa, I feel like I just got a boost of something. You know what I mean? Like a carrot juice I just drank. Um, so it's it's really um, it's really energizing. Of course, it takes up plenty of time, um, but it's like you put one unit of energy in and you get like eight out. You yes, know, it's yeah. it's a really good feeling. That's the best. So Ben, what's um, up? What are you thinking? Uh, what's up? Well, I'm thinking. You know, this, I mean, this is sound. The program is amazing. I, I'm thinking like. Are, you know, women in voice, is, is there, are you going to plan anything, you know, to help other younger developers kind of get out there? I'm thinking like here in the city, Girls Who Code with Reshma Sujani, like, you know, are, are any of those with these volu your volunteer network, are there any future plans to kind of help grow, develop young developers into, into voice that much more and that much more quickly? What, what, what's on the horizon for, for, for your group? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I will say, you know, there's the pre-COVID plan and the during COVID uh, re reorientation <laughs> yeah. of what 2020 um, was going to mm -hmm. be. I, at 20, beginning of 2020, went to CES, partnered with Google Assistant, you know, mm -hmm. plans to nonprofit status. I don't know if anyone has done the nonprofit paperwork here, but it is. Mm -hmm. Woo! Um, <laughs> I have three pro bono lawyers and it's been miserable. Um, so, but the thing is we, we want to scale. I think one of the things that I realized recently is like, what if something happens to me? What if something happens to Jenny? Like, how do I set the foundation? And like, we're scaling so fast. It's just wild. Mm -hmm. The number of people are onboarding. And so thinking about like how as a CEO, what's my job to like make it stable, you know, get the foundation in place, 501c3 status, boring paperwork yeah. so that we can get more money in corporate sponsors, mm -hmm. partnerships, build out, I mean, we think about big pipelines, exactly what you're talking about. Female devs, diverse devs, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Keisha Williams just joined our board of directors and she's super passionate about that. Like, mm. Why can't everyone upskill in machine learning, right? Why can't our you know engineering teams be just as diverse as our developer team or um, evangelist teams? You know, there's right. so mm -hmm. much, we really think across the pipeline. And I think there's right. so many people um, Young girls, I speak at Girls Who Code, all those kind of things across the deck. People right now are like, do I care about my job? Like a lot of people are doing some soul searching right now. Maybe we all are totally. during COVID. Um, and there's so many people being like, ooh, what's this voice thing? Like, ooh, I could I could join this. Let me try to skill, et cetera. There's some super senior people, bored. I don't know if you've met those people, but they aren't happy either. Or glass ceiling, mm -hmm. like across the pipeline, there's such potential. And there's also potential to create other companies, right? I'm like, you're amazing start a team, you know, like you don't need to necessarily join another tech. Like there's so many routes, oh, um, that's Amazing. but we're only two years in, we're two years in completely bootstrapped. So the next five mm -hmm. are going to be a lot amazing. more exactly been to your point. 
So yeah. one of the things I want to do, I know, um, <clears throat> I know, an, I know a young female programmer that lives in New Jersey, and I know you guys got a New Jersey chapter. I'm going to try to get, I'm going to get you in contact with her, and then you can you can uh, uh, disseminate the information down to your chapter lead. But I think it'd be good for her because I chatted with uh, Catalina for uh, um, probably about a half hour one day, and she was asking me. She's like, "Hey, you know, I, I submitted for this job, I didn't get it because." You know, there's some technical aspects I really didn't know about and, you know, this, that and the other. And I was like, OK, cool. And uh, we sat there. We talked about where she wanted to go in voice and how uh, how she enjoyed developing for Alexa and, and all that other jazz. And uh, I just think it'd be a good fit to maybe, you know, have somebody mentor her and uh, take take her under their wing and maybe try to be like, OK, so you need to do this, this, this and this. And and then over here, make sure you're doing this and. So what I'll do is I'll make sure that that we uh, we we uh, dot those uh, dot those connections and get her over sure. to you. Well, and for all the people, who, or if there's anyone listening, or women like this especially, we have a huge Slack that's active, loads up all the time. LinkedIn, um, Twitter, our Twitter blows up with all our chapters around the world. But especially um, what's super popular, we have a Valentine's Day mentorship matching program. That's Ooh. wildly popular. People sign up and say, you know, this would be, hey, I'm a dev trying to get my foot in the door. You know, what do I need to do? And there's some more senior people who say, yeah, here's how I got in the door. You know, here's three people you should meet. Um, and you commit sure. to like a three, 30 to 60 minute talk, just like hang out. And most of them go longer than that. Um, but we've heard great success stories. That's a brilliant idea because just even getting people together that don't know each other on when they have, when there's a positive, uh, reason for getting together it's really exciting uh it's it's like a, i don't know uh it's like a good thing to do on valentine's day if you weren't yeah. <laughs> i created the idea i was like well yeah i mean it's valentine well and i think it's also um it's international so even if that person yeah. isn't nearby to you like that's one of my favorite things is like a woman from spain met a woman from greece and they were on the same page yep. you know when we used to yep. run events here in seattle there was two women who met who worked for buildings from each other here in seattle but didn't know each other and were the only woman on their respective teams. Wow. Yeah. Sweet. But how would they have met each other otherwise? They you know, like, right. So I think it's, it's a people like, Oh, you do a community thing. It's like, you have no idea how powerful community is. Like you deeply underestimate, um, but yeah. continue underestimating. That's fine. We'll, we'll have fun over here. <laughs> Are you finding a lot of uh, response of where um, I just had a conversation uh, earlier this, this afternoon with, a gentleman that really represents the kind of the Hispanic uh, community here in our county. And he was talking to me about what, what is it that uh, we can do next and uh, what kind of a program can we put together? And I talked to him about, I said, well, you know, if you have your boys group and they're 16 to 18, you know, to be honest with you, uh, we, they could take some AWS training and be, get a cloud practitioner or get a solution architect and they have options. I mean, being able to get involved with something on that level is something attainable. It's doable. And he's like, well, what do you mean? What is that? So I realized that um, in my case, you know, there's still a lot of education that even they don't see the the payoff or the reward because where I where the area that I live, it's just not something that many people understand. And I'm curious if you're finding that that's, uh, are you, is this the first time like when you, uh, you know, go to the public, uh, is this the first time some young girls and women are even considering to get involved with, with voice or some technology? Or is it pretty much to folks that are already receptive to it? Is it a mix of both? 
Yeah, well, I think, I mean, I know we're on like voice spark, but like a lot of people don't know our field exists. Like that's right, yeah. honestly the education mm -hmm. part. Like I go to dinner parties and they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, okay, you've heard of Alexa and Siri. I work on the back end. Like that's mostly yep. what mm -hmm. I usually say. And I also say like, it's an ecosystem. It's not just those consumer facing products. Like I worked at Nuance, right? Mm -hmm. Nuance works on all kinds of stuff. Um, and so that was back pieces. So people who know about it, I think they're looking for which role I want to be a designer. I want to be a developer. I want to be a you know producer, whatever the case may be. Um, there are so many opportunities. I think you're right, AJ. Like you can get all kinds of certifications. You can build a portfolio. I mean, I think the ability to showcase your skill set, um, go to cool hackathons, tutorials. I mean, there's no day of the week there isn't something awesome going on, as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, and the, sort of like the activity itself is like what I refer to it as is like it's it's another kind of responsibility, but it isn't a burden. It's actually something you know getting involved with something bigger than yourself can really help you feel, you know, get perspective on your life. It can help you uh, stay strong through things like COVID or changes or, or things like that. So I think that's fantastic because sometimes, you know, uh, talking to somebody about learning something or committing to a task can be kind of a challenging thought for them to absorb. But just being able to witness or interact with somebody that's doing it and can make that connection going, hey, this could be me, that really bridges that that gap and i think that's fantastic that you're providing yeah. that for people it's really exciting well i will also speak really quickly to you mentioned uh, um, a latino or latinx population i think um i'll use some fun jargon for us um intersectional feminism um but i, I do often like when i started women in voice my latino friend was like hey joan like i love the concept of women in voice but as a latino man i feel disenfranchised too and I was like, mm -hmm. whoa, like, dude, we are allies to each other. Like, yeah. I see mm -hmm. you, you see me, identify as a white woman. Like, we can all help each other in different ways. Yeah. And I think that's, I, I've been so grateful of the support the voice community has given to Women Voice. You know, like people like Rick Kinsella, you know, Pete Erickson is on our advisory board. Like, they choose to lift us up and put us at, you know, like, yeah. they, they walk the walk, they talk the talk. Yeah, to, mm -hmm. to varying degrees, obviously, but I think it's really you. We would know if these people didn't support us. Well, thank you, Pete, and all those folks that did that because, yeah, that's that was a decision that they made because uh, uh, because they see that that you're right. They didn't have to. It wasn't a like a leveraging thing that was a, a planting the seed and uh, watering, you know, for for future generations. I think yeah, I mean, you know, great. Hell, I've been baking Brent Katsilla for five months to go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel. You know what he tells me? Maybe next time. So give me a month or two to think about Brent it. Is a, Brent is a hard about. man to contact sometimes. He's very uh, direct. He's very direct. Yeah, he is. Um, so as far as that goes, I want to dig a little bit into, into the whole uh, Facebook post because I read it. And, or the LinkedIn post, because I read it and I was like, geez. And then all of a sudden, you know, bing, hashtag open the work on your on your photo. BTW, nice photo, nice headshot. <laughs> so um, anyhow, uh, you're queen for a day, dream job, go. What is it? Oh my goodness. I've been trying to figure that one out. Um, it was, it's been my first time being laid off. So honestly, um, first time, but in tech, probably not last or you know how these ups and downs mm -hmm. go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, most recently I was the head of conversational research at a startup within a voice agency, um, mm -hmm. which 
someone like me loves a hybrid cross-functional technical role, you know, yeah. and especially learning or like being in sales calls was super weird, but also learning what the clients are listening for. And honestly, just mm -hmm. awesome projects around the world. Um, my next role, uh, goodness, good team, cool projects, um, hopefully more stability. Stability sounds really sexy right now during COVID. Um, but yeah. I think what's what, uh, or for people who haven't seen it, like I posted on LinkedIn, like, all right, they made some coffee and you know, here's my CV vaguely. Like if you, you know, want to, want to talk to me, uh, again, hoping some people would look at it. I guess my, my like yield thing I need to learn more about 12,000 mm. people have seen that post. Wow. Like how many different comments and like 40 to 50 DMs. Um, so much as that was no fun to post, um, I'm really grateful. There have been no trolls, no trolls. Thank you. Um, but I think just hearing about all these teams who are like, Ooh, you know, it might be too early to talk to you, but I'm working on X, Y, and Z. Um, mm -hmm. and so right now I'm just taking a bunch of intros and some are clearly not the right fit, but I think so many just hearing about all the ideas. I mean, you all, I think, think mm -hmm. about like, Ooh, this product could be, this could be that. And I think yep. just hearing from different teams, you know, YC backed, blah, 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 um, all kinds of different hardware. So, I mean, they, you know what's going on right now. Um, yeah. But I think I could pursue all kinds of different things and I don't yet know what the right thing is next. Um, but. Oh, I've got a question for you. I'll make friends. researcher in linguistics, uh, this is something I've been thinking about. What about uh, the idea of kind of, you know, trying your hand at uh, training your own AI to do something that just hasn't been done yet with linguistics? Hmm. Have you thought about that? I, I was thinking that, yeah, you could, you could uh, um, either, you know, I was thinking maybe recognize bird calls and then translate those bird calls into some sort of an animation. So people were, who were, who were deaf would be able to recognize they would know when there was a certain bird around or something like that uh, and get paid for that. That would be my dream job if I could wave huh. a magic wand. Okay. That, that's not a project I've heard of yet. That's interesting. My <laughs> friend did ask me one of my, or everyone's interest, like linguistics right now. I think in our field, people are like, Ooh, that is a skill set is valuable. Duh. Mm -hmm. um, I, one of the, my friends recently asked me to work on a project with Hindi. Um, there are like songs mm. in Hindi that are like learned apparently across generations. New to me, I, mm. I know, but like to learn the intonation and the musicality and have it match up potentially with an automatic speech recognition and a visualization potentially mm. Mm. Um, is something that or people ping me with projects. Um, I'll certainly support him, but like I think you're right. Um, the world of what we can do is you just have to just like strategy execution today. There's so much we can do. You got to yeah. decide which, which thing mm -hmm. you're going to bite into. Um, so did you ever see yourself uh, when you were thinking about your life growing up or making some decisions to go into college and then go get the degree? Did you ever see yourself as having something like women in voice as your parallel daily? Mm -hmm. Or did you ever see yourself as being somebody that reflected a, a movement or it reflected a group of people that chose to like align themselves with your vision? Uh, no, this, this was, I mean, I've, I've always really loved community. Like I've, when I've seen a gap, I'm just like, sure, I can, I can organize that. Like I, you know, volleyball captain this, you know, French club that. Um, but this has been, really unexpected. 
I know yeah. a lot of, it's really strange to me though, when people come to, up to me in tech conferences, like, I know you, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you don't know me. Like, you, you know my persona. Like, I appreciate that, you know, the <laughs> online branding is going well, but like, um, there's like Private Joan and she just likes to go on runs and like chill out, you know? Yeah. Um, no, but I, this was not, not part of my plan. I've always loved linguistics. I've always loved languages, um, French, Italian, Spanish. Like, my parents love traveling. You know, some people's parents love football. My parents save up money, go to Thailand. Like this was always the plan. Um, and mm -hmm. so that I just normalized um, linguistics. I worked in France, came back, master's in linguistics. And that's when I found acoustics and phonetics. Um, who's, who's used Duolingo, the app? Duolingo? You need to know. Uh, yeah. They're from, Nick, they're from our hometown in Pittsburgh. Come on. Duolingo? Who's that? Duolingo? Duolingo. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of them. Okay, well, the Duolingo interface, exactly. The uh, EdTech, well, they, they think of it as an EdTech language learning platform. It's mm -hmm. a lot more than that. But when I was looking at multilingual interfaces, when I started looking at Duolingo back in 2014, 2015, I was like, wait mm -hmm. a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me my accuracy, like benchmarking, when I speak yeah. into an app, there's big data on the back end. Someone deemed this okay. Right? Mm -hmm. The speech is being checked somehow. We have like a multilingual backend, huge data, like three people are like making decisions. Millions of people are using this. Yeah. And that's when I started being like, this is the few, like multimodal, you know, input, output can be different. Like the mm -hmm. avatars they have, I was just like, this is the future. Like I'm literally looking yeah. at what the future is. I'm interested in being part of it. Like, let's do this. Um, got a PhD also in that multimodal acoustic. Um, I partnered with a startup that was doing voice on AR VR wow. stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So like I'm frequently the person they're like, we're doing this project, we're doing AR VR, or it's usually VR these days. And they're like, we need a voice person. We're like, oh shoot, we need to add voice into this. And they, you know, pull some consultant and it's me very often. Um, and so like, ooh, we're putting, you know, the Google API in. Like, how are we integrating that? How does that change user experience? Will this help retention? You know, whatever KPIs we're looking at. Um, and so I did a huge user study before and after quant qual. You know, users say they do one thing. You look at the analytics and they do something completely different. Right. Um, and so that is the research that uh, was my PhD and, of course, has gotten me in the door lots of places. Um, but I think just the... Ability to build your own big project. I feel like academia, you get to, there's less of this NDA stuff, you know, and keeping things private, blah, blah, blah. You just get to build this ginormous project and convince people, like, would you help me with this? Like, I want to do this part of the project. Like, I'm a, mm -hmm. I'm a wrangler, I guess the community thing. Like, would you help me with this? I could do that so, with you. <laughs> so here's, a, here's another question for you. What is your most proud project that you can speak mm -hmm. about? If you, yeah. had to, if you had to hang your hat, on something, what would it be? Well, other than Women in Voice, which is, you know, like a whole project by accident, um, my proudest project to date um, is my Harvard Business Review article, which I feel mm -hmm. very cocky to talk about, but um, it's my it's my it's one of my comps papers from my PhD got published on the homepage of Harvard Business Review. Wow. And that like, that like doesn't happen or just like, I'm super, super, super proud of that. Um, and they translated it into Brazilian Portuguese. Um, of course, what's less exciting is the title of it, which is, you know, ASR is still wildly biased. 
you know, here are these problems with it and kind of explaining, like walking th people through the AI. Cause a mm -hmm. lot of people are like, I, I understand the headline and then that's it. The rest of the, the reasoning why, you know, um, and so really paring down really technical material about hardware and software and data sets, right. right? right. And practicalities and like mm -hmm. narrowing it down to, yeah, but when we see these margins of error and who gets the margin of error worse, and then that's being used in immigration software, that's used in policing, that's used, you know, like the implications get really bad really fast. Um, mm -hmm. And of course I tag great research of people working on these, they're big like projects we have to work on, Mozilla, Common Voice, like they're actively working on data sets that better reflect who's using the products. Mm -hmm. um, and my friend at Google is like, mm, that article, Joan, mm. like, you know, we're working on it. And like, yeah, I know you, like, I respect, I respect these teams so much. Like you have to know how, like the advances since the eighties, right? Like I trust me, I respect, but to be able to like talk about it out loud, people cite that article. Um, oh, who's the comedian full frontal Samantha B quoted yeah. that article in one of her riffs recently. Which what? Geez. Uh, you remember which, uh, do you know the season or episode? It was, um, I can look it up for you, but my, I didn't even know they were using it. They spelled my yeah. name right. They spelled my name right. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, my friend pinged me. She's like, dude, you're on full frontal. I was like, what? And she sent me a screenshot and I went and found it. But like, but like, that's what I'm talking about. Like a comps paper from a PhD to Harvard Business Review to Samantha B. Like it feels... Um, the word an anomaly would come to mind. Like this is not supposed to happen. Um, yeah, right. So I felt extremely grateful. And excuse me if that was a that was wonderful cocky, wow, was cocky direction. Yeah. But I'm really yeah. I'm proud of that. I'm really proud. Yeah, you, and and you should be. Ben, go ahead. I was going to say. I mean, you, you were talking about dream jobs. Would you ever kind of go back into that and and really kind of do even a deeper dive to work with the that team from Google on on these big problems, you know, and and, and solutions? Would that be a kind of your dream to go back to and and, and you know reengage with that? Yeah, I, I mean, I would love to. Or <laughs> hey, Google, I'd love to work on your NLU team. Hey, Google. <laughs> um, no, but I think yeah, I think um, we all know the, how much voice can be part of our futures. Yeah. Like I'm actively mm -hmm. talking to teams, building out huge products, you know, even if it's not a two year life cycle, it's a seven to 10 year, like, like mm -hmm. products are going to come out that are being currently incubated. And so the power of this bias and voice stuff, I would love to work on that. Absolutely. Is it my next job? I don't know, but I mean, any team I'm going to be on, that's, I think that one of the best things about being at the table, I mean, like, will this work for this, this demographic? That's one of actually my, right. one of my favorite things. It's like, you've told me your demographics look like these buckets and what the design or like the back end will not work for three of these demographic buckets. Like I can define for you what that means for user experience, retention, adoption. Like you can put dollar signs on those choices. Yep. Um, and so mm -hmm. that's kind of how I, mm -hmm. or my PhD advisor is like, no one's going to listen to your ethics stuff. Like literally nobody. If you put dollar signs though, people will suddenly start paying attention. Um, so that's, that's uh, how I've kind of shaped things. Um, but I think just you can, you can do a lot again with those Duolingo teams, three to five people making choices for millions. Yeah. 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 So um, wanted to kind of get back to this. Uh, AJ and I have been uh, 
thinking about this and you know we started uh voice spark as just questions to the voice community that, w- that were put out there so i wanted to ask you any questions you want to put out there in general or you know maybe complex to the voice community that you want to have uh maybe answered or something that you want to ask to, to anyone out there just uh Go for it, and uh, we're gonna probably take a. Uh, we're gonna take all of our guests, I think, over over time, and then put this out another uh, tweet storm that or session that we used to do um, a few months ago, and 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 start it all over again. But any question you have to the voice community, you want to put out there. Mm-hmm. Well, my current kick is about multimodal and integrated. I'm mm. I'm really I'm I'm, I'm past waiting. Um, so I think when will we see? more integrated devices as normal, as baseline. Um, as Nick was just mentioning, like, shouldn't they have an image behind this? Like, oof, <laughs> that would add a lot, right? Yep. Visuals, what you hear, like inputs and outputs don't have to be the same. Like I talked to developers and they're like, no, don't make me. Um, this is the future of our experiences. So I think, I think it's real estate. Integrated. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you cannot, throw away unused real estate. I was talking to a guy today mm-hmm. uh, from Ireland, a buddy of ours, and he's he's got Shane. a entire Shane and and I'm like, dude, these black bars, you got to get rid of them. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, dude, UI. these black bars, you got to get rid of them. It's a waste of real <laughs> estate. You have to take every single inch and make sure that that is ingrained into somebody's head. And that is going to help build retention. It's going to help build a loyal fan base. It's going to help build a following. And that's why, uh, and that's why I preach on to that. So what would that question be putting you on the spot? What, when, when are, when no are integrated? Yeah. Go for it. AJ, no, no. Go ahead. AJ, write it down. AJ's responsible for putting it in the bank. No. We actually have an entire like question bank of uh of questions that me and aj came up with we probably get about 150 different questions ranging (laughs) from you know how usage was affected during the pandemic to uh do you put pictures in your skills like it's a it's a Mm -hmm. wide 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 range of uh stuff yeah uh the other thing i wanted to bring up is the alexa champion thing because i think that's really cool that's my trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I, eight, eight, Joan. I got to tell you right now, I'm, I'm pretty Hold jealous. Uh, Aww. I, I'm extremely jealous. Um, Some people leave it in their backgrounds, just chilling, like, uh, no, no big. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, I can get one of those one day and join your ranks. All right. But um, yeah, what so kind of things does Amazon look for uh, in a an Alexa champion? What do you think? Uh, from what you've seen in the other folks that you've met, what kinds of things really tug at the heartstrings for them and say, hey, we want to recognize this person or this group? Well, first off, there's no like, you know, Alexa Champion cabal. I can't get you in. Like, you oh. know, I, I don't know what the secret handshake is, just to be very clear. Um, Alexa Champions usually are people who do something that's trailblazing or the Alexa org is like, yes, more of that, please now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was honestly really surprised to be nominated because these go to devs and right. mm-hmm. I'm a researcher. I'm a linguist. I'm a community builder. I'm not, I don't consider myself a dev. I code, right. but that's not what you hire me for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, is this really what you want? And they're like, there's an other bucket. I was like, great other bucket. Um, but yeah, no, I am an Alexa champion. I tripled the number of female Alexa champions by having women in voice, which is my own 
thing, how do you come become a Alexa champion? Yeah, I think get on the radar radar of Amazonians. They have they they make internal lists and then they I think discuss them internally. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's what thinking. That's that's what we're thinking. That's essentially yeah. what we're trying what what I'm trying to do. I've actually made it a a mission of mine to become an Alexa champion and I'll tell you why real quick. I don't want to steal the show from you, but um I've actually posted something about her every day since March 1st. Every single day on all four social media platforms, all major social media platforms. And I continue to do it every day. And I'll, I'm going to continue to do it. But um, I'm a developer as well. I started back in like 2015, right as the SDK came out, started doing this, doing that, and made some made some skills for some small and medium-sized businesses and you know, moved, my, moved my way up the chain. But um, for me, it would be more of a, a validation thing. I just don't think that like anybody is like, you know, if I feel like I'm screaming in a crowded room and I'm like, hey, I'm over mm-hmm. here. Hey, check this out. <laughs> and, you know, and, and you know, um, it was funny because I actually reached out to my city council and I built a couple skills for the city. These were like official Alexa skills for the city. Right. You know, they sanctioned them, got the official logo. And I'm like, hey, guys, look at this. I built this. Look, isn't this cool? And the lady pretty much got back to me and said, hey, don't call us. We'll call you. And I'm like, oh, thanks for nothing, I guess. Well, so- we have we had a group that this this conversation came up, too, because I agree with you that if champion has two meanings, right? So champion doesn't just mean that you're somebody that is the best champion also means advocate. So when you're an Alexa champion, you're somebody that's speaking on our behalf, representing what Alexa can do to people. So I've, I've always thought it was kind of a mixed bag that they're probably thinking in terms of how much have you endeared um, the technology that we work so hard on to, to people that wouldn't otherwise know about it. And if you make that effort, then yeah, that's definitely something to recognize. Or if you, like you said, a trailblazer in some tech technology area, you solve a problem. I think the baby, you know, the, the, the one that's the, the, how it's set up for baby timers for spouses that, that came, that was an idea by somebody. I just was so, so brilliant. I just want to high five that person 20 times. That sounds um, slightly manipulative. I don't know. What's that? What? What about sounds the time? Slightly manipulative, or just like you're setting timers for someone else? No, right? no, no, no. The baby timer. Thing. I'm you know, sorry. Like, oh, it's, so it's say, time to. I change the time baby. To feed the kid. Yeah. Okay. So that the that way the yeah. spouse can see the history of what has been done. Oh, oh, it's a documentation, not a. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> I thought yeah, it's all. Like, it's, it's all on the up and up. Like you need to do this at this time. Okay. Yeah, we're not. Nope. No. No. That same guy in the Latin community here. He formed a charity with with uh, a city council member that runs a crisis hotline. So they've been doing a crisis hotline for people that are having problems. They do it in English and Spanish. And so then he goes out there and makes sure that all the folks in the community get flyers and understand how it works. Then he also finds the Hispanic volunteers to help there. And I was talking to him about well, both of them about, well, if if you guys can think of how a device like Alexa can facilitate, say we have another wave of pandemic or we have another lockdown. Remember, you know, if there's something that we can build for, let's say the Hispanic community that we're in English speaking community, but something along the lines of which you already built, I think that would really get 
Amazon's attention because they're going to be thinking those people wouldn't have been able to get that support uh, uh, easily a different way. And you and you really went out of your way to sh to to show how the work, hard work we do is making can make a difference in people's lives. And you're going to be an exemplar to other people and inspire them to want to want to to do this for for their own community stuff like that exactly um aj what do you think i think it's fantastic but i'm curious or, ben, uh, what, why what am i getting you two mixed up why am i getting you two mixed up today I i'm in idaho right tonight ben i looked right at ben ben what do you think <laughs> yeah i think i mean it's it's i mean at the end of the day like you know, Joan brought up Duolingo. How are these things really changing people's lives? How are they affecting and, and, and making people's lives better? And I think, you know, any type of award, I guess, even even the Alexa Champion Award, it's like, you know, it's about betterment, right? It, you know, obviously, you know, you, you develop a platform and it makes you a kajillion dollars. That's cool. But there's like real people that are involved at the end of the day that, that have real, um, you know, that use these things that use the, use the technology to make their lives better. And if, if you can do that, you know, obviously that's, that's, that's the end goal. That's the bigger, the bigger goal uh, for, for anything. Right. I hope. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my thought on that. <laughs> um, but I'm in Idaho. I'm in Idaho. As I think about it, if, you know, whoever is trying to hack and become an Alexa champion, I think they're like, I can think of, I, I don't know exactly who's at the table to decide the Alexa champions, but I can guess at least two people on that panel and they're friends of mine. Or, you know what I mean? Like you, if you know the people, I think you get considered. So now that I mentioned there's no cabal, I, I now I, um, think of multiple and, people. And, and, and you know, like I said, I wasn't trying to hijack the conversation. I just, um, our whole goal here at voice spark is to increase the overall usage level. Like if you take a look at our YouTube channel, um, what we do is we, I create skill previews that essentially say, listen, this is what this skill is about. This is what it does. These are the highlights, the, the benefits of using it. I would recommend using this or I would not recommend using it. And because my whole thing is this, you would not know how many people I would talk to and I'd say, oh, hey, there's a skill for that. Or you can go in, you can do this in the skill. And they're like, what are you talking about, man? like it's it's almost like i'm showing them you know uh i don't know like i'm, I'm showing them electricity for the first time whenever i show them the skill store alchemy. Like, I can't, yeah alchemy like i can't believe i can't believe she could do all this stuff and i'm like yeah you type in what you want and more often than not somebody made a skill for it like you know like office tv show quotes or you know something stupid or some fun and exciting games like trivial pursuit and I think that if you increase the overall volume of usage, you're then going to see the overall increase of in-skill purchases. And people are going to be more comfortable purchasing stuff through these devices. And then it's just going to have that snowball effect. And it's all about getting that usage up. And that's another reason why, you know, we wanted to have people like you on and people like Amy on. It's to go ahead and to bring awareness that, how are people using this in their brand to expand their brand, to expand women in voice, to expand, you know, the toxin terminator and stuff like that. How can you use voice to influence the people who follow you? So that's, that's the whole thing about voice spark, you know, I also along the same line, I just asked uh, Alexa to tell me about women in voice and he's pulling up an article 
uh, on Wikipedia, one prevailing practice within voice pedagogy is to divide both men and women's voices into three registers. Yeah, we, we don't have an app or a skill yet. Uh, it's true. My team doesn't know that. And do you know how hard it is to get a Wikipedia page up? You have to have oh. somebody who's a writer, right? Yeah. You have somebody. Yep. Yep. Not only a writer, but usually someone who already works at Wikipedia or knows exactly mm -hmm. the right thing. And Ooh. I don't mean to be about it, but have you heard about all these women who are not notable enough to get a Wikipedia page? Like this That's is actually crazy. a thing. There are people that pull down women's Wikipedia pages. This is like actually a thing. It's disgusting. That um, is, but, I, I don't even understand why anybody would, would like, like, you know, who's hating, who's hating how much Wikipedia. Yeah. Well, well, not even that. It's like, who's <laughs> hating on people enough. How no. much of a hater are you to right. where you're going to be like, it's Saturday night. And instead of hanging out with some humans, I'm going to go ahead and pull down some Wikipedia no. pages. Well, like, see, that already is right. The type of person who's in that type of headspace. We already yeah. got plenty of questions, but like, there's this one woman who was posting on Twitter about like adding notable, you know, STEM women, you know, people mm -hmm. do this. They're yeah. trying to add it to Wikipedia and literally 3am the same night, they all get pulled down for not no being notable enough. Um, Whoa. And it just so what can what can we do or what can our listeners do to support? Well, if someone knows someone who's really good at, or who knows the Wikipedia back beckoned, I would love. I mean, we could Google yeah. Assistant pulls from Wikipedia. We would love. I, I've been. We have the content to launch it. Uh, it's just getting it certified. There we, As, we can make jokes about certification on this call. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you need someone to send put that stamp on it. Yep. So um, it's inevitable. I'm I am ready any day. Any day. <laughs> yep. so if you, get, if you, make, you can make an Alexa skill tonight that has the uh, invocation name Women in Voice, and then you can put in there that can, fill, can, can fulfill intent request. And that means that if anybody in the world asks the question, tell me about women in voice, that phrase, she's going to have a skill that answers that question, and then she's not going to want to go to the website, um, or she's not going to want to search Wikipedia. She's going to want to do that skill, and you could do that. Yeah, yeah, no, my team, is, I mean, the, the beta they have talked about building is like, talk to a chapter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it would go directly to the chapter, talk to the New Jersey chapter, Madrid, Japan, like the multilingual. Cool. The problem is that the threshold, how nice this, this uh, skill or action would have to be is like ridiculous. Oh, no, no, no. Um, uh, 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 there are people thing. on my team who are, you know, XBBC, Google, Amazon, whatever. So, yeah. you know, but I think the, anyway. I'm, and I'll, maybe I don't know how much time we got here, um, but I will say something spicy that I, I do believe is like Alexa is like the AOL of where voice is going, right? Mm -hmm. We know that Alexa skills are not the be end all. And I'm Alexa champion. I think great things of, I mean, right. just, and even the user experience, <laughs> like I was talking to someone who's like, I just figured out voice existed because Alexa pushed my imagination. Yep. You know, I think it really has captured that, but we have so far to go. We have so far to go. Um, and so I think. Like, what do you see in the future in voice in the future? What's it going to be like? Well, I, have you been watching Google's ambient computing vets recently? Um, but the more I look into them, the more I'm like, ooh, like they, they, and Microsoft has these as well, but like the idea that you get proactive notifications, like in a post COVID world, by the way, traffic has changed. You need to leave by X time in your car 
to get to the appointment mm -hmm. we already know is on your calendar with this mm -hmm. address already. Oh, yeah. um, you know, you may also on your route, oh, that goes by your dry cleaning place. Right, like this is a computing system that knows you as personalized or feel, feels personalized, yeah. but these are slots, right? Obviously, um, and that this all your devices know each other. Like there's a, an right. ecology behind them that is seamless, so that your experience is tailored to you in the way that makes sense. Is it a visual? Is it an audio cue? Is it right. um, is it haptics? Right. Um, all these different ways, uh, and I think it's it's tailored. The, the um, right. user experience is very well thought through and people will just buy in. And I mean, I keep hearing about these VR glasses that Apple's working on VR, AR, mm -hmm. I meant AR, AR right. like sunglasses that'll look so cool. And I'll have all these features that will become normalized. You know what I mean? Like right. it feels like the device that everyone has to have. And then the wearable just becomes normalized and that experience mm -hmm. becomes normalized. Right. And you know, you have to have this. And I think that's kind of voice, right? We have to have desktop. We have to have mobile. We have to have a voice thing. Eventually, it'll, you know, like these are just pushing the user experience, this multimodal integrated world further. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah we talked about Mar we talked about Marsbot a little bit earlier earlier tonight. Right. And, you know, that maybe like another step in that in that progression of being yeah. be able to be tailored to, you know, uh, you know that user experience as you know your daily life. It's like, hey, this is happening here. This is this is this is th these are these are things you need to know about or, or make your life better. It kind of progress along the way. So, yeah, it totally makes sense. So AJ, final, sorry. <laughs> so fi uh, final question. Um, this is going to be kind of a tough one for you, and you got to be a hundred percent honest. Um, My favorite have question: Have you subscribed to Voice Spark Alexa and more on YouTube? I believe earlier today when I was scoping you out, I clicked the button. Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I do it to everybody. Listen, here's the deal: I, I, I'm kind of a goal setter, right? It's in my background. It's the whole mission, objective, military background, and. For me, I just want to get to a thousand subs by the time I, re I retire, which is June 1st. And right now we're at like 769. And uh, it's just, you know, it's just my thing. I, I just, I, I got it. I mean, like, I, I don't know, you know, like AJ said, you know, like AJ and Ben are like, what's going to happen once you get there? It's like, you know, are you somebody going to throw a party for you or something? I'm like, no. Cupcakes, no. cupcakes, <laughs> cupcakes. cupcakes. Yeah, <laughs> off my list. I'll, I'll make some cupcakes. I'll make those well, guys but the connections that you make along the way. That's what I believed. I believe that by yeah. the time that you had achieved that goal, the mm -hmm. work that you would have done and the connections that you will have made, the relationships, those things are going to matter by far mm -hmm. more than just the thing that you're quantifying. So I think it's a, for me, it's actually helps me uh, realize the, what's the importance and put perspective, the importance of goal setting. See, because I think that goal setting is great, but not if you're focused on the goal. If you think about all the wonderful things that you're going to have achieved by achieving that goal, that the context is what is really what matters. Exactly. And it, it's a nice way to look at it rather than that black and white thinking of, you know, either be goal oriented, but you don't want to be reductionistic about things like, building a network or or supporting individuals or uh, representing you know improvements in human technology or civility so mm -hmm. that's i'm so grateful about the opportunity to be able to get meet folks like yourself and hear your stories and just have the opportunity to be able to speak to you one-on-one -on -one. it's a dream come true it really is fantastic so thank um, you so much well, it's lovely to speak with all of you 
So, Joan, if you could just uh, stand by, we're going to bounce you out real quick. Uh, okay. We're going to say a couple nice things about you, talk about the talk socket, mm -hmm. and then we will uh, uh, get back with you. Just one sec. Well, that was cool. <laughs> that was cool. Huh? That was really cool. Yeah. So one of the things I want to do real quick is actually bring up her. Well, I just, again, page. so fantastic that we keep getting this, this, uh, this reminder that trust your instincts, you know, trust your instincts. Mm -hmm. We heard that last week with uh, Mr. Bryant, like, Trust your instincts. Those those instincts are guiding you. Your gut feeling is is not something that you have to rationalize all the time. When you you know, yeah, wonderful and, things happen when your instincts uh, get respected on the level uh, of of what you can and uh, what you can accomplish. You know, yeah, I couldn't mm -hmm. agree more. It was an accident. <laughs> it was an accident. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> great. Beautiful. Um. So, before we go. Remember to check out the talk socket. Talk I think socket. it's going to be a good device. Talk socket, Ben. Talk socket. Talk Lord. about that socket. No, it's it's great. I, I can't wait to get one. It's, Can you do uh, I'm, I'm do me a favor, Ben? Uh, say it in the yeah. uh, AMSR voice. ASMR. ASMR. Yeah, that one. Do it. Talk socket. Get one now. I don't know what you want to say, man. I, I, this, this is getting a little weird. We're tailing off here and it's getting weird. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, listen. But I love um, it. But hey, so uh, that pretty much does it for this episode. Join us next week where we will have on the CEO of Lemur. And L-I-M-O-R dot I-E. Yep. Less who has followers. If you have a group of individuals that need to hear your voice on a regular basis uh maybe you're a ceo maybe you're a, a, a influencer maybe you you speak a non-english language and it would be easier for you to record your voice and have your folks uh tune in and they can respond check out lemur l-i-m-o-r dot i-e it's pretty fantastic there's an amazing amount of intimacy and connection that you feel when you're speaking with voice and it's offline but it's real time. So it's very interesting. It's good. All it's right. Good. So with that being said, time for the outro. <laughs>